Hi guys, back with another video here on Narcon covering all things related to narcissistic abuse and recovery from it. Um, we're really getting into the series now on hoovering and the more I delve into it, the more that comes up and particularly in the comments. So before I start, guys, if you can consider subscribing to the channel or sharing any of the videos that you feel comfortable sharing that are, you know, are pertinent to people who are in a dark place at the moment and need to know what they've been through. That information is not widely available and you know yourselves it, you know, we, we kind of come upon it, we discover it um, after we've been through this type of abuse, this type of emotional, psychological abuse, and sometimes physical, that we just couldn't understand what we'd been through. And we had to do a lot of researching. And some of us were lucky enough to come upon the information and put two and two together. Not everybody is. So do your bit um, pay it forward, whatever you've gained from learning this, whatever life-saving information you've gained from our community in general, from all the different channels that talk about this insidious type of abuse. Okay, so guys, the last video was on the preventative Hoover. And there's a lot around the preventative Hoover, a lot of information that we can cover and today I'd like to co to cover and I'm going to do a few more videos on the preventative Hoover. And just for anyone who hasn't seen the first video, the preventative Hoover is when you've left the narcissist for whatever reason and the narcissist immediately or very quickly comes in with a Hoover, Hoover's over you to suck you back into the relationship to prevent you from escaping or leaving. This can happen immediately that you you leave or it can happen a few months later and we will go into those details in further videos but today I'd like to cover the reasons that you might that the preventative hoover might actually work and that you might actually take the narcissist back at this point now this is taking the scenario that you left the narcissist and you're very definite about leaving and the narcissist is it left in no uncertain terms that you are not coming back, that you've left them. You've either packed up your belongings or you've put the narcissist out of the house um, or you've taken the children and moved somewhere else. And they're fairly sure from your attitude beforehand that they can't just sit back and wait for you to hoover yourself back in. This is very definite. So this type of you actually, you actually leaving the narcissist, firstly, it doesn't happen very often because you're in a state of having been groomed, gaslit, emotionally and psychologically abused, isolated, etc., that you aren't seeing clearly and you have become a codependent with the narcissist in the relationship or for various reasons, like you have children with them, businesses with them, your money's tied up, you have no money, the narcissist um, has gone through whatever reserves you had. So it's not very often times that people have the wherewithal or the strength to actually leave the narcissist. 
but it does happen, thankfully. Again, this is another battle. It's another spiritual battle and psychological battle and emotional battle and sometimes physical battle to get away. And the narcissist is going to do their utmost to prevent you from doing this because people, their, their narcissism was created specifically for the purpose of defending the self against rejection and against criticism. So for the narcissist, you escaping from them or you implying that they are not good enough or in the narcissistic dynamic, they see you leaving them as you thinking you're superior and how dare you think you, you are superior to them. Ain't gonna happen for them. So the preventative Hoover is really, it's like um, them clinging on to uh, a raft out in the deep ocean. They have to get you back because you leaving them leaves them without control and they have to be in control. Their narcissism is designed so that they are in control. So this is a big no-no and the preventative Hoover is one of the strongest Hoovers. It's a desperation Hoover on the part of the narcissist to get the control back so that they can make the decisions so that their narcissism is is functioning in the way it was intended to function and the personality was set up for this very purpose, for this very purpose. This is nearly the crux of the narcissistic dynamic. This is the bridge beyond where they will not go. You effectively, by leaving them, are sending them into the desert, into no man's land, where they, they will not survive. They feel without the control that they need to have, that they live their lives by. It's a scary um, black, dark hole that you're pushing them into and that they're clinging and climbing up the wall to try and get out of. So the preventative Hoover is one of the strongest Hoovers you'll ever have to encounter with a narcissist. So, okay, guys, I'm just checking my notes here. So reasons you would have left the narcissist really I, I kind of have come up with two. One is sustained uh, abuse, a sustained um, amount of belittling, uh, criticizing, abusing emotionally, abusing physically, abusing financially, so that you are at the end of your tether. This can have gone on over an intense period, like an 18 month period. It can have gone on for 18 years. It can have gone on to the point where you are not prepared to take any more, where you've asked the narcissist repeatedly, you know, you've had discussions, you've suggested therapy, you've you've tried to manage on your own by not being with the narcissist, by getting very involved in your work and your family and just putting up with this abuser that you live with and making the most of it, basically, making the most of a very bad lot. But you come to a point where you cannot take it anymore. Maybe they've 
helped to financially ruin you. Maybe, maybe they've abused some of your family and you can't take that, seeing them do that to your children. Um, maybe you're so totally exhausted that you feel that you're not going to survive any more of this, that you can't take any more of it. Remember, um, people that are codependent and hugely empathic have a high, a high level or a high degree of kind of immunity to abuse. They're able to sustain a high degree of abuse because they have the wherewithal within them to manufacture a certain amount of validation, but also to take on board criticism because maybe they've been groomed to do that from childhood and they have their own ways of coping that may not be healthy and they will stay with a narcissist. However, even people who've been groomed to take abuse when they've been with a narcissist for a very long time can get to the point of sickness and then they realise the narcissist isn't going to take care of them. Um, after all they've done for the narcissist, people get to a tipping point where they decide enough is enough. The second reason people may leave the narcissist may be cheating. The narcissist is cheated and it's in their face and everybody else knows about it even because some people will allow the narcissist to cheat once the narcissist leaves them alone and they can get on with the life they've created that they co-share with the narcissist to a certain extent. So pretty dire reasons that people actually come to the brink of leaving a narcissist. Other people can leave quite early in the relationship um, because they realize that there's something dreadfully wrong with this person and they have the wherewithal or they, they, they get the education about narcissism or they have family support or someone helping them to pull them out of it. So for whatever reason, it doesn't happen as often as the narcissist discarding us, but it does happen. So guys, the narcissist will, as we said at the beginning of the video, do they will go to heaven and to earth and around the world to get you back, sucked back into the relationship. Now, it's not for the reasons that they will present to you. The only reason, the only reason that the narcissist wants to get you back into the relationship is so that they are again in control so that they are in charge of the narrative. They are in charge of the outcome. And we will do a video on what the narcissist is thinking next after this, when they're doing the preventative Hoover and after they've succeeded in getting you back into the relationship using the preventative Hoover method. Okay. So the reasons you might go back to the narcissist, so many people will have so many different, you know, reasons that are kind of customized to their own situation. But here is the thing. Most people or a lot of people will accept the preventative Hoover because it is so hard not to. And here are the reasons for it. 
you've spent a long time maybe with this narcissist or you've had a six to six month to two year relationship with the narcissist. But you being you will have put your all into this relationship succeeding and you will have experienced the love bomb. And in the love bomb stage, you see potential in the narcissist. You see who they want you to see, but you see a good person. They present as that. You see someone who initially helps you. You see someone who mirrors you and you believe is your soulmate. So you see an ideal in this person and the narcissist has you believing or had you believing that this was the real them. So being a person of empathy and a human being, we want to see the best in people. We want to believe that everybody has the potential to shine and to be beautiful and to be good and to fulfill their life's purpose. But with a person who has a personality disorder, this is the route they are on. It's been explained with a huge amount of therapy, counselling, etc., that the narcissism doesn't go, that the behaviour can modify for periods of time. But this is who the person is, essentially. They are their disorder. So we have to remember that when we're looking at taking a person who is highly narcissistic back. People don't have this information. And even people that do have the information will often get convinced to take the narcissist back because of the way they, the narcissist presents themselves to you at this stage. They will present as the person of potential. They will reawaken that person in your mind that you saw initially. They will maybe be humble. They will tell you that they love you. They will remind you of the illusion that they presented to you initially. They will remind you of the good points in you and they will nearly put a claw inside you to pull out the last residue of empathy that you have left inside you. They actually want to suck you dry and we'll go into that in the next video. They want to pull you back so that they're the superior ones and they're in control again. And they're highly convincing of this. They're highly manipulative. They have a very good sense now of who you are in relation to not your essence, not your beauty, not your spirit, but your personality and your vulnerabilities because you will have shared that with them. You will also have put a huge amount of effort into the relationship like, like any normal person would. You've invested your time, your energy, your love, your money, your home. You've had children with them for all the very important reasons in life. They're asking you not to give this up. They're blindsiding you about the abuse you've been through and they're focusing on the good. 
Then what they'll do in a double twist to it is ask you for help. Say they they've had an epiphany. They realize all the bad things they've done. This is codswallop, absolute codswallop. They real they're literally mirroring your complaints about them. That's all they're doing. This isn't introspection, but it seems like introspection. And here you go going, oh, my goodness, they see what I've been telling them all along. They've introspected and they're acknowledging it. Nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. They're literally mirroring you again. They're using the technique. Ah, she said, you know, that this is what I'm doing, that she's fed up with her. They'll minimize it. They will minimize it. And you'll think, oh, this is just a normal relationship. They'll minimize it to themselves and they go, oh, I better do this. I, you know, I, I, whether consciously or subconsciously, I believe consciously because they know what they're doing to get back in with you. So they'll say, you know what you said? They'll be kind of downtrodden. They'll do the victim thing again, maybe. They'll mix all this up. You might not get all of this, guys, but I, I bet you've got some of it if you've accepted this preventative hoover. Please let us know in the comments what you found, um, what they did to you or did with you to get you back. And nearly everyone, a huge amount of people accept the preventative hoover because it's so convincing and it's so full of hope. They offer you hope that they will change and that they'll go to counselling and that they'll stop doing whatever you want, to, you know, didn't want them to do. And they'll do everything that you want them to do. And then they'll do the diabolical thing and they'll say, can you help me? Can you help me change? Can you help me do the things, you know, that you wanted them to do? And I love you so much. And I need your help. Two things to say to an empath. The two magic words to say to an empath. I love you. Can you help me? That's the hardest thing to turn your back on. The hardest thing for anyone, even the coldest person to turn their back on. If you don't turn your back on this, they will kill you, literally and metaphorically. This is not genuine. They do not love you. And they are not asking you for your help. We'll do, we'll cover this in the next video. What happens when you accept the preventative hoover? It's hard to block this out and to not accept the preventative hoover. Then before we finish the video, guys, let's get to the cheating. The cheating, you've discovered them cheating. I actually think we'll have to include this in another video. You've discovered them cheating. The cheating has become apparent to everybody else. Or it hasn't. You've just found them out. The first thing they'll do about the cheating is, and I will do a video on this, is deny it. But if you've actually found them out and they've had to admit the fact that they're cheating, they will try to blame you for the cheating and justify the cheating. And cheating does happen in 
you know, normal or semi-normal, healthy relationships. Relationships do go down bad roads. They do crumble. They do hit roadblocks. Not everybody cheats to rectify the relationship. People go to counselling. People do other things to get back on track. Sometimes people are tempted to cheat and sometimes these relationships are have the potential to heal and to make better. And I'm certainly not advocating cheating as a way to do that, but I'm just trying to to um to balance it in relation to saying it's not, you know, everybody that cheats is certainly not a narcissist and say that it is something that does occur in normal relationships. And that's another reason that people say, you know, people feel that they've heard of other relationships that have gone through one partner cheating or two partners cheating and the relationship working out therein and afterwards with a narcissist. A narcissist will cheat and try to, first of all, deny it. Then second, try to blame you and justify their cheating and say, you know, if you hadn't been like this with me and hadn't been like that with me, I wouldn't have had to cheat. So they can try to get you back in that way and say, we need to work on the relationship because this has occurred, this cheating has occurred because our relationship was broken. Now, that is notwithstanding you weren't under the impression the relationship was broken or you were working very hard at the relationship to, to get it to work and investing your time, love and energy into the relationship. Nonetheless, the narcissist in the preventative Hoover will say, well, perhaps you didn't realise, but you weren't meeting my needs. And we really, you know, to to firm our relationship up and to really be on the same page, perhaps we should go to counselling because I don't think you realise how unhappy I have been in the relationship. You know, people, you get it. You get it. Um, I know you do. You get it. Um, I'm sure this has happened to, to a vast amount of people in our community. So these guys are valid reasons that you would accept the preventative Hoover. It's a powerful Hoover. It's very hard to not accept. It's very hard for a human being or a person with empathy to turn their back on someone saying they love you, asking for help, um, telling you that you are accountable for uh, things that are gone wrong in the relationship and asking you um, to be reasonable and to work with them on rebuilding your relationship. I mean, very, very difficult, very difficult, guys. And one of you don't know about the narcissistic personality disorder, you probably haven't a hope of, you know, denying them that opportunity to re-engage with you. And even if you do know about the narcissistic, narcissistic personality disorder, you you probably will try to justify it and say, this person does have a point and your empathy will come up, your codependency will come up and you'll begin to question that maybe they're not a narcissist, 
because they seem to be doing a lot of introspecting here and, you know, they seem to be taking accountability. So it's a very, very dodgy, very dangerous Hoover. It's probably the most dangerous of all the Hoover types. Please leave your comments, guys, if you've anything to add to this. Agree or disagree. Give it a thumbs up to get the videos out there so someone who may be, may be about to fall on the narcissist's pick, on their shovel, on their knife and accept a preventative hoover, it may give someone an out. It may give them a survival mechanism. It may give them food for thought. I'm going to see you again soon with this follow up um, follow-up information on the preventative Hoover. There's a lot to cover and it's a lot more than I actually initially realised. Take great care of yourselves, guys, until the next time. Have a wonderful day if you're watching this in the morning. Have a wonderful evening if you're watching it at night. And yeah, just take care. Bye-bye.